When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Because at first I was just like angry. I was like, why is it always about him? What is it so special about him? <laughs> With Charlie, am I about to compare your mom to Charlie? (laughs) Hello and welcome back to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Viv and Rose. Hi everyone. Hello. It's been a while. I'm currently in Taiwan, and Viv is in her home, out of her closet. (laughs) We're both out of our closets, actually. I was thinking that um, we're never going to record with you being in that closet again, because you are now moved to LA. Yeah, so I was like, do I need to be in my closet? (laughs) So bittersweet. I think we need to dedicate a whole episode on Rowena post moving i think we've talked a lot about leading up to the move and how it's okay but like post moving feels there's actually there's many many feels especially when i think about exactly what you said if i can't go back there anymore Mm. (laughs) tears but a new chapter is upon us and a new chapter of voice hugs when i'm back in la because i'm actually in taiwan right now for those of you tuning in, the background is very, like, this apartment, my parents' apartment's very Taiwan. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah, I was I was just thinking um, that, like, right now, even though you are in a transitionary period of, like, moving back to L.A. and then also traveling before you're settling back into L.A., like, in so many ways, that also impacts me because of voice hugs. And so I feel like I'm going through a transitionary period too where like once you settle back down in LA our structure our system our process us seeing each other us recording in person like all of that is also going to change so how exciting (laughs) I know I was gonna say Viv and I when we caught up before recording a few nights ago we were like nerding out and freaking out about oh my god we can go to workout classes together you can come work where i am i can go visit you and then we can have full work days which were virtually non-existent when we're recording by coastal so lots of excited things happening lots of changes good changes happening hopefully um you know towards the towards the mid end year and also that's like another crazy thing we're almost like we're mid-year already 
Yeah. So changes are happening. Changes need to happen soon. I know. We haven't been in the same city since we graduated from college. Yeah. Like for like more than a year, I think. Yeah. Like you were here for a little bit, which is really insane because (laughs) we've kept up our friendship long distance for for over 10 years. Yeah. Speaking of relationships, an emotion that most of us feel as humans especially when it comes to our partners, is the feeling of jealousy. However, because I think we've spent enough episodes talking about romantic love and our significant others, we're thinking for today's episode where we're going to unpack jealousy, we want to focus more on how jealousy plays out in our day-to-day lives with non-romantically related situations. And this is very front of mind for me because something happened very recently where, okay, so James was with me in Taiwan. My parents were like, we want to go travel around Taiwan. So we're like, okay, we just, you know, we were in Japan for almost two weeks. We went to three different hotels, three different cities, which was amazing and beautiful and very grateful. But it is tiring, you know, like going from hotel to hotel. My parents go, okay, when you come to Taiwan, let's take another trip three more hotels within four days (laughs) so we're like okay let's do it you want to do what your parents like i don't know at this age you just want to make your parents happy i'm not going to try to over optimize our trip so we do that we get back to taipei james has like maybe two and a half days in taipei so my parents being my parents loving caring they're like hey james what do you want to do what do you want to eat for like so many days leading up to before we get to taipei And like, to be fair, I was about to get my period. So I was already very hormonal. (laughs) So by like the fifth time my mom asked what James wanted to eat, in my mind, I was like, why is it always about James? What about me? I'm your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And in that moment, the crazy part was I heard my own thoughts and I was like, bro, you need to chill. You're here for another, like, two and a half weeks. He's only here for two days. So I actually, like, said it out loud to him. And he was like, oh, babe, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm like, don't feel sorry. (laughs) These aren't thoughts that – it's not that these aren't thoughts I should be having, but it's like I'm aware and I'm calling it out so that it's out in the public and I don't ruminate. So I think this was, like, a great – preface little pre-story into a deep dive into the topic of jealousy jealousy (laughs) yeah that is such a funny story and I can totally resonate with it I think jealousy actually happens a lot more frequent than I realize and maybe in that instance for you like it was it was like so silly that you're able to snap out of it right away. But there are definitely situations or instances for me where I ruminate and I do also have a more like overthinking, being stuck in my feelings sort of personality. And so I can see how that would um, manifest differently in our in, in my life. I, w- I won't speak for you. <laughs> that reminds me of a story as well so when I first got Charlie he was something that I got for myself like he was my dog a decision I made on my own (laughs) 
because I wanted emotional support and I wanted to take care of this like being and he is he's like mine right my dog <laughs> and sometime in the fourth month of getting him he was way way more excited to see my boyfriend than he was to see me and I don't know what happened in the dynamic because he was like fully attached to me but like overnight he switched his I don't want to say loyalty because it's not loyalty <laughs> but like he just switched the way that he behaved my boyfriend became his like favorite person and I was so jealous I was so upset to the point where I would be like stay away from my dog <laughs> like Aww. don't give him treats and I've had like full-on therapy sessions about this so I know it sounds silly but at the same time like we can come back to this story later after we talk about jealousy a little bit more because I think what I've learned is that jealousy stems from other feelings as well like there's there's just so mm -hmm. many more layers to that moment than what you feel right away when you're, you're feeling jealousy kind of tying this back to something we've talked about in previous episodes where I think it's very human to feel a feeling and give it a it's a good feeling and it's a bad feeling and if it's a good feeling great I'm not going to think too much about it if it's a bad feeling let me just stop thinking about it or like stop thinking this thought so I think especially when it comes to jealousy it's very easy also for us to also be like you know I knew this wasn't a good thing or like you know I'm catching myself being crazy I mean in my situation I mean, or like I'm catching myself doing this thing <laughs> Um, yeah. so maybe let's not do that so I think at least in this situation something that was very enlightening for me was also like as we we're looking into the causes and why we get jealous as humans to just treat jealousy as a feeling and as a kind of an indicator of hey like there's this thing that you should be aware of rather than just like a straight out, this is a bad feeling, I'm going to stop thinking this way or I'm going to stop going in this direction. Yeah, for sure. It reminds me of the episode we did on anger because, you know, like a lot of times for me, I think like, oh, anger, being angry is bad. But really, it's just as you said, this feeling is communicating something to you about this situation that's not sitting well and at this point in that process of like recognizing that it's like what are you going to do with this information are you going to run with it are you going to act on it are you going to shame yourself for it be like bad you crazy like you know what's wrong <laughs> with you you're jealous of your boyfriend and your dog <laughs> you know and it's there's more to it and I think it is also interesting to see how jealousy has changed over time mm -hmm. you know like both of mm -hmm. our examples and what you were sharing earlier I know that for sure in the past I felt really jealous in like previous romantic relationships but I think like at this time in our life we don't necessarily feel that at all anymore but I'm curious to know if you were to think back to young Ro what did jealousy look like for you then versus, you know, a situation like the story that you shared now where it's almost you can laugh at it? So the interesting thing was when this thought happened with James, it actually took me a second to be like, oh, you're feeling jealous. Because at first I was just like angry. I was like, why is it always about him? What is it so special about him? 
And then I think it was like when I realized I was getting moved, I was like, okay, but why are you moved? And it's like, oh, I think it might be jealousy. And I'm like, okay, this is so interesting. Let's try to unpack this a little. And it reminded me of my childhood, also in Taiwan, where when I was in elementary school, my mom would come read English books to our class. It's like this giant like jumbo size English book that like kids can see from further away so she's reading I think she's just very charismatic moms being moms and my classmates loved her they freaking loved her they're always like Rowena's mom Rowena's mom and they like would run up to her they want to hug her they want to ask her questions they want to be close to her and I remember just being I don't know how old I was in like second third grade I would just like sit onto the side and like pretend I don't care, but I'm like so jealous inside of like, why are these kids? This is my mom. Like, why are you all over my mom? But then mm-hmm. I would tell myself, you know what? It's fine. They can have her now, but she's my mom forever. And she's my mom at home. So <laughs> fine. <laughs> she loves me more. <laughs> yeah she's my real mom so I think it's just interesting like even at such a young age when you're feeling this thing and you don't even know what you're feeling only in retrospect can I identify what it is it's still fascinating that I was able to kind of like workshop with myself and like communicate with myself to be like it's okay for now it is what it is but you know deep in your heart that she is your mom. But that is my first memorable brush with jealousy that was just so, I don't know, I think because I'm in Taiwan going through the thing with James, I'm like, oh, interesting. This also happened when I was young, also with my mom, a character that's present in both scenarios. (laughs) What does this mean? (laughs) What does this mean? Yeah, no, um, one, when you reenact younger row, I think it's super cute. You're like, na 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 na. <laughs> you did this in another episode too, and I thought it was really cute. Um, okay, two, I also noticed that in both scenarios, your mom was a reoccurring character, right? And something about like attention, like, her giving attention to someone else is what's causing this like, well, what about me? You know, like mm-hmm. there's nothing special about James. <laughs> it's James. <laughs> James is so special. I love you. <laughs> Heart. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think like with that being said, right, in a situation like this, story from your past story from your present when you first get that feeling of jealousy it really is indicating something that you're afraid of losing or you have and you don't want someone to take it away from you you don't want to lose it you there's a fear there of not having something or like someone taking something away from you right and so I think it's interesting that as a young child you almost convince yourself like well it's mine you know like 
it is mine and you don't get to take it and it, it will home, be mine you know yeah or yeah. like james is not special in that moment like <laughs> i'm just as special and i know it's like a split second of having this thought but it is interesting because i can totally resonate with that right like even my story with charlie it's like well this is my dog and i'm not gonna even let you play with my dog if this is the situation it's like you want to take something back that's mm -hmm. yours but the reality is i think all of us even kids as we you know can see we all feel this feeling of jealousy but the difference is that like when you're older or like if you've experienced it enough time or maybe not even when you're older it's just when you become more aware of that jealous feeling and the thoughts that follow it right after you can approach it differently or like you can change that mindset to thinking like well actually it's not about James being special or me not being special you know it's my my parents are just being very caring and loving and like James only has two days and so you self-soothe in a different way than you do when you're a child which <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes I still self-soothe like a child <laughs> yeah and it's and it's very very normal tendencies that we have growing up it's only natural that we still have and keep till this day but yes I think as you're sharing your thoughts and findings the thing about being special, this desire, this attachment, this need to be like the one and only. And the interesting thing is my dad's also in the equation, at least for the James thing. But it was only when my mom said it when I was mm. like triggered. So maybe it is just this desire of wanting to be her one and only shining beacon of star. <laughs> I just want Mom, my mom to love me. <laughs> yes, I I think there's something there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I can resonate with that. I think like with Charlie, I'm I about to compare your mom to Charlie. <laughs> No, it. I'm not. No. No judgment it's, here. <laughs> it's, no, but Charlie is so special to you. You know, he's so, so, so special to you. Yes. And there's a reason why Charlie is so <laughs> yes. special to me, right? Like it comes from like my own personal past experience with probably like feeling love. I think like with Charlie, like a dog when they give you love, it's so unconditional. Like it feels like so much. And because it, that was something that I didn't feel like I had. So maybe it is similar to like not having that from my parents. Not saying that your mom didn't give that to you, right? But I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like from my personal experience. Yeah. When, Char when I started feeling that with him and then I felt like this threat of me losing it to someone else, that is the jealous feeling that came over right so it's that fear of losing me being the only one like me being special and like us having this very special bond together which when I think about jealousy now like you kind of feel that in a lot of your relationships right like you want your partner to love you the most to think you're the most beautiful you want your best friends to care the most about you and to not like 
not find that in other people because that might mean that you're not special or you're not important. You're not a priority. You're not as valued. But yeah, like that that totally reminds me of past Vivian in high school. And Tell us more. <laughs> I was just going to be like, you speaking from personal experience or what? <laughs> I know. I definitely still struggle with this to this day. But um, I remember in high school, so I had like three other best friends. And when we all left high school, we graduated, we all went to different schools, or just took different paths. We all kind of made our own friends, right? Like when you go to college, you start making college friends. Or like if you just move somewhere, you meet new people. And I remember freshman year on Facebook, because back then on Facebook, you would you would literally make albums of everything yes. that you did, you know? Albums oh, of photos. Yeah, here's a yeah. hundred pictures of homecoming. Yeah, so I just remember feeling very jealous of the new friendships that my best friends were making. In a lot of ways, it felt like I was missing out on these new memories in our like early 20s on all these inside jokes you know and you would see it kind of via comments too on social media you can see like their captions sometimes it's an inside joke or the comments and you're like I don't know what they're talking about but I want to be a part of this and this used to be Hmm. my best friend and then it's like Mm -hmm. summertime you come home and I just remember sitting in my like insecurity of does this person still think I'm their best friend does this person still care about me like am I not as cool you compare yourself to the new friends you're like oh man and so that for me was like the ruminating thoughts that I would have like I would sit in it and let it take over and then it would then affect my self-esteem or like my I just feel really insecure about it and probably also how you would interact with that friend it changes the energy yeah Yeah. because then I would feel more guarded and it was almost like I needed to test if I was still important, you know, like, are they still going to reach out? Do we still have that connection? But I think like on some level, you can always feel that like you can always feel when someone is feeling insecure or like mm-hmm. jealous and is not giving themselves in the relationship to you. Like they're just not being as natural, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So That was definitely something that I feel like I struggled a lot with in my earlier years, just finding like grounding in my friendships and feeling insecure and jealous that like I may lose my friends to other people. Hmm. I think that's a, it's a, for lack of a better word, it's like a rite of passage for youth to navigating the ebbs and flows of relationships where you are now looking back is there anything you wish you did differently or were there things you wish you were more aware of you know thinking about this and then also like pulling from your story of like the mama size story what's interesting is back then I remember instead of talking about being jealous or like feeling jealous I would overcompensate by posting more or like Um, focusing like more on other friendships instead of truly just thinking like hey maybe I just miss this friend and I just feel a little bit disconnected from them and I should share that with them so I think now that's 
what I would do. Like now I, I don't feel that way about my friends anymore just because we have so much time and history and I feel very grounded in those friendships. But I think like that's the difference between acting on the jealousy in a way where you're not fully aware or intentional, like where you put someone down to make yourself feel better versus now I would just use that feeling as a conversation starter. Hey, I feel Mm. this way. Let's explore it together. You know, I don't Mm want to feel jealous Mm -hmm. in our friendship. It's because I care Mm -hmm. about you. It's maybe Mm. because I need a little bit more attention, a little bit more time. Mm. Why? I'll figure that out in therapy. (laughs) But but we still work together, you know? Yes. A little non-violent communication. Mm-hmm, Great episode mm-hmm. to refer back to if you guys haven't listened to that one yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like the example you just gave of that little script, you know, even if it was like unintentionally a script of like what you would do instead is so beautiful because it's also another thing that we both realize as we're talking about this episode where, you know, if we just see jealousy as a feeling, not something good, not something bad, just a feeling as an indicator, as you just mentioned, of, hey, maybe because I'm feeling this way, I should just reach out to my friend rather than, you know, kind of doing what you did in the past of trying to feel like you need to overcompensate. So I think the the action that follows the feeling of jealousy is very fascinating because you can either, you know, you, I, anyone, like we can either ruminate have our imaginations run wild i think this is like we said we're not really going to talk about relationships but i think like this is the perfect example about relationships of like you know maybe you see a text from a coworker of your like boyfriends or you just see a female and you're like who's brit who's this girl like why are you texting her and uh like do you not love me anymore are you like changing <laughs> and then like that like rumination is what destroys me you humans right like most people can probably relate i think um now even though we're like healthier in relationships it can still play out right like when you see a friend getting close to another friend you're like oh do they not like me anymore was it something that i did was it something that i said like and you start thinking about all of these things and i think that's kind of the action that you choose to take which is to ruminate and sometimes like it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious. I think for most of it, it's probably unconscious. But in your situation, I think you're very proactively kind of choosing another path, which is, hey, I feel this. Let me just address it head on, nonviolently. And I think this is just with time, as we mature, as we move on in the decades of our lives, that we're learning to, yeah, just to better navigate our emotions, even though I'm sure it's still something that we're both very actively working towards and something that we face all the time. Yes, I'm smiling really big because (laughs) even though I say this as if I do it all the time, I would say that like, 90% of the time, that is not how the conversation goes. 90% of the time, I am sitting in my feelings, I'm overthinking, and I am having violent communication in my head. (laughs) 
but yes it is a work in progress and I think like the more you place importance on that the more you practice it and find opportunities in friendships to be able to do that because honestly you can't have these types of conversations with everyone because not everyone is going to value it or see it the same way as you but I think like if you know that that's what you want you'll start to gravitate towards friendships that allow for these really hard conversations to take place within the friendship and like to hold space for that and I think that will actually then make you feel even better you're like wow Mm. this friend understands and like is willing Mm -hmm. to hold that space and if they don't then like that's a different story for a different episode about friendships and growing apart with friends we can't really control but what we can't control is ourselves so let's revisit our intro story and see if we can unpack it a little more so with me and my like it was like a spike of jealousy and I kind of realized and like okay maybe I shouldn't feel this way um but I also know in that moment I it was like I felt this thing I realized I shouldn't be feeling this thing so let me just kind of put it aside for now for me to revisit because there's something there Mm -hmm. and I think similarly with you and Charlie and your boyfriend you know requiring you to spend whole therapy sessions talking about it there's definitely something deeper there with this desire of feeling special or feeling important in either Mm -hmm. our mom's eyes in our dog's eyes which is honestly fair I think like you know how you're joking of like I'm not gonna compare Charlie to your mom but I feel like it's very valid because of the importance and the meaning we place towards these figures in our lives Mm. so Mm -hmm. with Charlie you can share you can choose not to share your findings from therapy but if you're willing the floor is yours so this this is interesting to me because I think a part of it is yes I do want to feel special and being special has always been something that's like on my mind I guess not in the forefront but like you want you just want to feel special right but I think like how I went about addressing this incident or this situation was I learned in therapy that this is where that quote of love there's like infinite amount of love that you can feel for someone and it's growing and it's not finite versus time and attention is quantifiable and you can divide that to kind of help illustrate this a little bit more I'm an only child and so I get my parents like full attention to some extent right I imagine that when I have kids let's say I have three kids am I gonna split my love oh like Let's do easier math. I have four kids. I'm going to split my love 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%. No, that's not how it works, right? Like your love just grows and everyone can have more and more of that love. And I think like when I learned that in therapy, that like just because Charlie and my boyfriend are having this special moment together or they have a special relationship together, it does not take away from Charlie's love for me or my special bond with 
Charlie. And so that's the same vice versa too. Like sometimes I remember in the beginning when I first got Charlie, my boyfriend was always so excited to see him and they would like greet each other, be all excited. And then he'd just come over and like hug me. And I'd be like, where's my Charlie greeting? Like, where's the, like, why aren't you petting me? You know, (laughs) I want you to be as excited to see me as you are with my dog. And so that's another instance of it. But like realizing that you have to think about like your relationship with that person and have a more abundant mindset than like a scarcity mindset. Like there's only so much of this person's time and love that I can have and I want to have 100% of it. But that's like the reality is that's not the case and that there's so much of it and we can all have a part of it. And how wonderful it is that you know, someone else can experience this person who I love so much and get a part of them as well. So switching that mindset is what helped me in therapy. Oh, (laughs) that's so beautiful. Full ass sessions about this. (laughs) But you know, I think this is, it's like when you're just sharing about this now, it also is relevant to friendships, right? Like I think for us to think that sometimes our friends love is finite and that if they're close with one person therefore they're not close to me I think as you're saying that I just felt like I felt so much love from you and I feel like it's such a great way to approach life or even like just something to kind of fall back on when you do realize you're feeling these feelings and I feel like the thing with I don't know like so I know I know that, that, that like mom has infinite love to give, but the thing that I'm trying to mold over, it's like, but why does it even happen? Like, where did that, even if it was like super momentary, even though it was just like a glitch in my system, why was it even there? And I think like jealousy for me ties a lot with competitiveness or like Mm -hmm. rivalry or it's like I just I want to win everything Mm -hmm. like I don't Mm -hmm. want 25% love I want 100% love I think like the people have an abundance of love and it's not finite I think that helps me feel a little better but I think it's not to say that I'm the problem But it kind of is, right? It's like, I feel like I need to win. I need the full pie. If my mom loves James, then that means... I don't think it's like, if if she loves James, she doesn't love me. But like, in the moment, it feels like I'm losing. Because he's getting what he wants, and I'm not getting what I want. Even though I don't know what I want. And I could care less about what I want to do. I think that is just what a feeling is, though. It's that like, Mm. for example, with like anger, right? Where does it stem from? Well, you still feel it in the moment. Like it's going to happen and it happens even with like the youngest of kids, right? And so Mm -hmm. maybe it's just part of human nature to have this instinctual like desire to be the most, be the best, win, (laughs) be special. (laughs) And then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this going to help me or is this going to hurt me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. 
can you ever make it fully go away maybe not but it won't feel the same i think Mm -hmm. as you experience it more and more yeah and i think as we're talking out loud about this it kind of goes back to what we're saying earlier about the action we take after this feeling so maybe it's just an indicator that hey you're feeling this way but how you react to this feeling is a better indicator rather than I should never feel this feeling yeah. because it is quote unquote bad. Hmm. Full circle. Full circle. Mm, <laughs> a, full, a full circle moment. I like these episodes where we pick a feeling or an emotion and then we kind of like dive into it and share our stories with it. And I think jealousy was just a very interesting one too because it feels kind of like an offspring to comparison. And our comparison episodes are so popular on voice hugs, like the FOMO one, the insecurities one, which we talk a lot about comparing to others. And Even so, jealousy, I think in terms of like friendships or like how someone looks... Yeah, I think this one was a fun one um, to kind of dive into separate from just a generic general comparison. So side question, have you told your mom about these two stories? And do you feel any desire to? (laughs) So I told James right away in front of my mom. I don't, she may have been in conversation with my dad, so maybe she didn't hear but I told James right away because he was like, you look funny. I'm like, I feel funny. <laughs> He's like, what's up? I'm like, I don't want to tell you. Because <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> exactly. But I told him. And then I think like because he's so, I like already knew how he was going to react. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry you feel that way. What do you want to do? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, that's not the point. This is not the point. The point is that I'm my period is coming (laughs) (laughs) so I told James and then I've definitely told my mom about the the young childhood Taiwanese you know elementary school story I think she just laughed she probably just thought I was cute and yeah if I tell her about the James one she'll probably just laugh too she's like oh you're funny (laughs) I can imagine her (laughs) yeah like, oh, silly Rowena. Yeah, I guess for you now, have you had conversations with your boyfriend about it? And where do you stand now? Yeah, definitely had a lot. I was, I mean, I was angry at first. I was like, stop. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but, just don't um, come over. Don't touch yeah, him. I'm not bringing Charlie anymore. <laughs> uh, but no, I think it's it's been it's been like two years now charlie's like two and a half and i feel a different bond with charlie now where there is no comparison like there is no one that can take my place as um his mom i guess his human (laughs) yeah so and it feels different i think like that's also something that helped me was remembering that Whatever you're feeling in the moment is just in the moment and the dynamic of friendships and relationships will change over time. So even though you may not be very close to your friend right now and they may be having like very special memories made together, that does not mean that in two years, in a month, 
I can't have that with them as well. And to keep your mind more open to opportunities or like, again, it's like that abundance mindset rather than scarcity. That's what helps me self-soothe now when it comes to hmm, our dynamic. <laughs> so wonderful. A happy little family. <laughs> and with that, I would actually love to hear what other emotions or feelings that people are curious about for us to dive into. I think so far we've done anger and now jealousy. So if you do have any suggestions, please let us know. You can email us hello at voicehugspodcast.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at voicehugspodcast. Voice hugs! Voice hugs! Bye-bye.